0: Hey, what's going on? You're listening to Season 2, Episode 8 of The Ram Report. Alright, man, we back. Season 2, Episode 8. Listen, before we kick it off, before the introductions, listen. Doritos, we need that bag, bro. You see how we rocking, bro. We see how we rocking. You know what I mean? Eye on a napkin. Keep it in gully. Keep it in gully. You can't present the bag right now. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to keep it clean. But, you know what I'm saying? We need y'all to understand. But anyway, to my left, to your right, my main man, Coach Anthony Simmons, uh, head coach, varsity coach of Voyager Academy. Myself, Ray Masonette, talent slash uh, player slash evaluator slash anything you want to do with basketball guy. I, I do it all. I'm, I'm, my man, answer Stop being so humble. I got to let y'all know. I, I, I do it all. I do everything. You want to plan an event? You want to evaluate a player? You want to know where to get away to basketball? <laughs> my man's your guy. I'm Great. That's your guy. Um, that's your guy. But we got some stuff for y'all today, man. We're going to kick it off. Uh, we got an interesting topic. I think, uh, you guys should like this because we're going to touch on, uh, you say, efficiency, you know what I mean, and uh, basically the difference between, and you know, Coach, you're explaining more, the difference between footwork versus ball handling, there you go, footwork
1: versus, um, versus ball handling, I mean, um, basketball season is upon us, Woo-hoo. you know, I got the itch, you know, I got my guys in the gym working every day, um, and at this point, I mean, another section you want to add to the show, you know, is just starting to talk about things that make players better. Um, so footwork versus ball handling, um, is a topic that I've always wanted to share my opinion on. Mm -hmm. Um, now we have a platform where I can share my opinion. That's right. Um, and so, you know, here's what we're going to do. So this is to my players. Um, ultimately, you know, my opinion or where I'm trying to go with this rant is for you to actually, I'm trying to say something that's actually going to trigger you to think about it and actually make you put yourself in that situation and think about it. How many times do I just really catch it and dribble it? How many times do I catch it and look? So just, just let me just let me guide you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got you. But we're going footwork is footwork versus ball handling. So first, like the way I, I have to explain this is we have to really break down what ball handling is to the to the most literal point. Right. And to me, the main purpose of ball handling is to advance the ball up the court. Mm-hmm. That's the main part of ball of dribbling. Is to advance the ball to the floor. Now, that's in the full court. In the half court, I feel like the purpose of dribbling is to go around a defender. Right. All right? And that's where the footwork part comes in. And this is for me as a coach, uh, evaluator, just anything that's watching the game, where it just becomes frustrating. You know, and this is my argument. Like, So, to, my pl- to, to all my players, it's as simple as this. I'm going to make it as simple as I can. Good players... Catch, face, and look. Back players catch and dribble. Mm. Gotcha. It is that simple. So, like I said earlier, what I want you to do is think about how many times you catch the ball and put it on the floor. And then how many times you catch and actually look and see what you're doing. You see what I'm saying? Like now, granted, of course, I'm not talking about the times you catch it and you know you're completely wide open. It's a lane in front of you, the sky is wide open, mm-hmm. and you put on the floor. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about all the times you catch it and just just dribble it and stay in the same spot. Right. Ball stopping,
0: over dribbling, these types of things. Or well, just another another example is just like when 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 somebody's taking it out of bounds and they pass it to you, and the first thing they do is dribble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and you don't even know if the defense is in a full court press. You don't know if they all fell back and go to the zone. You just turn, put it on the floor, cookies, snatch your pocket. Now you looking at your coach with the with the I don't know face. I don't I don't know. All right, now I think I know. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> tell, I know. Tell them then. Tell them then. So I'm gonna talk, that. So
1: I think you don't because I think the pivot has become extinct mm. in high school basketball. Mm. I'm ready. Mm. Basketball season is upon us. I'm about to talk that talk. So just just follow me. I'm I'm, all right at this. All right. All I'm all right. Mic check. All right. So on the high school level, pivot has become a lost art. What I mean by pivot is catch either by jump stopping, establishing tubes. Another lost art. Go ahead. Split, catching, establishing, still two, but one forward, one behind. And then establishing one foot is your pivot foot, meaning one foot is not going to move, and then opening up with the opposite. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by pivot. So, because players don't understand pivot, because pivoting is not really taught in rent leagues anymore, middle schools anymore, mm-hmm. high schools anymore, it's become a lost art. The first thing a kid wants to do now is just catch it and dribble it because that's what he's taught. You got kids going to trainers that's six years old, and all they see, all they know is a cone and dribbling over it or dribbling between the legs. They don't understand. I remember back in the day, before you even dribbled, when Footwork. I was coming up, Footwork. You, you had to go around the head, around the waist, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Around the yeah. leg. You talking that my you know talk? No, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I mean, I'm serious, yeah. bro. Like, you had to do that first. Then, I mean, then you had to go figure eight. Like, it was a lot of basic things to warm up your handle. All right? So, let's get back to the pivot, though. So, because it's not taught, I think players just don't know. Cause I know a lot of good players that just catch and go. They don't catch and pivot. Right. All right? So, because that's gone, it's creating an argument. Now, the perp- this is where footwork comes in. The purpose of footwork is to make a defender commit to something or give you a lane. I'm going to say that again. Mm -hmm. The purpose of footwork is to make the defender commit to something or give you a lane. All right. So what I mean by that is catching, turning on the pivot, facing the defender. By jabbing, he's establishing that he's going to back up and give you the jump shot. Right. All right, by catching and squaring up, and he comes close, now he's establishing that he's going to pressure you. You know, like there's different types of closeouts. Mm-hmm. Everybody's taught that. So if you're catching and dribbling, you're never seeing the closeout. So you're never mm-hmm. understanding that that defender could be giving you the answer to the test because he's just that terrible of a defender, but because you're rushing so much right. and you're not catching and facing, and there's never any footwork established. You're just dribbling and putting yourself in harm's danger, which equals turnovers, which equals over dribbling, which ultimately equals evaluators and coaches saying that you don't understand how to play the game.
0: Yep. And and that's the biggest thing that I I go off of right now at this age, right? Because we're, we're in a great stage in the game of basketball in a generation where you got kids that are younger and younger, that are super athletic, super tall, super agile, super nimble. So it's it's getting a lot harder to just base somebody's talent off of natural ability, but you know, and, and a lot of a lot of scouts do that regardless. Um, but what I look at is how much you understand the game, right? And and the things that Coach Simmons just told y'all, it's just like I look for that stuff, especially in my point guards, um, you know, if my point guards just you know turnover city because they don't know how to. Uh, jump stop, they don't know how to pivot, they don't know how to slow the game down, they don't know how to speed, they don't know how to go at multiple speeds, they just go at one speed. Um, they don't know how to find players, they just kind of put their head down and go to the basket because of the, all of the over dribbling. Like it's, it's just things that you know easily stand out for me and make you either uh, a, a decent average player or an elite player. I mean, so, is, these are things, I mean, and I think, you know what, man? I know we talked about it before. We got to start putting out instructional videos, man. We, like, like, you got, you got to show these kids what it means to do this stuff, man. Because, like, oh, I got you. Well, guess what? I still ain't done. Okay, go ahead. Put, I got the peanut butter and the jelly. gonna make a sandwich. What, what you going to get the peanut butter right now? No, no, no. What?
1: I already gave it to him. <laughs> It's time to put it together. All right, let's put it together. You then. know what I'm saying? So, we've already explained. You know what I'm saying? For, uh, for those that are late, that wasn't paying attention, you right, know you got right. some kids in class that we'll, ain't paying we'll attention. Report. I'm that, you know, good of a teacher. I'm going to run it back for you real quick. Faster bullet point. boo-boo. Footwork versus ball handling. <laughs> Purpose of dribbling is advance the ball up the floor in the full court or to go around a defender in the half court. That's when footwork comes into play. Good players catch, face, and look. Bad players catch and dribble. All right. I believe that's the, that's the issue because players don't know how to pivot, don't understand what it is, can't really give me a definition of, of what it actually is. Mm-hmm. All right? So now I'll put it together for you. So let's imagine you're in that half court. All right, now you've popped out. You said it's your cut. Now you catch it. You catch it. You're pivoting. You're turning. You're facing. Let me explain something to you. All right? You want to understand and learn footwork. Footwork, meaning split catching, catching and turning, catching and facing, jab stepping, pump faking, you know, like all these different things, ripping, like all these different things, you know what I'm saying, like before, it's a fake before you actually dribble the ball. When you catch it, the defender knows you're going to dribble it. Mm-hmm. So put him in a situation to guess. Put him in a scenario. Don't just catch it and put it on the floor. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it gives him an advantage. Mm -hmm. So if you catch it and you actually jab or you actually pump fake or you actually rip, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, now, off that first dribble, you've made the defender lean or commit to something. Yep. So now, the dribble move comes into play. So, let me go back. When you're ripping, if it's one-on-one and there's no help, what you have to understand as a player is this. The most important thing is being able to get around him. Mm -hmm. Because nothing happens unless you get around him. So, if getting around him is the main goal, then you have to be committed to footwork. Because you could get around him off of fake. Before you even dribble. Now. Because you actually are getting around him. You you impact your team. Because now the other members on his team. Have to help. And when you're faking. What you have to understand is basketball is a. A multitasking game. Like you have to. It's quick thinking. So in your head. If you're bigger than this guy. You know what I'm saying. Like then a certain dribble move works better. If you're smaller than that guy, then then slowing your fake down or making a quick fake one way and cutting another direction now gives you the answer for it. You know what dribble move you can use to get around him. So it's a lot of reading going on. And so your physical advantage, all those things come into play, but they're not as effective or as efficient if you just put the ball on the floor, because guess what? Once you put it back, once you put the ball on the floor, if you pick it up, you screwed.
0: Right.
1: You screwed. So you gotta understand the value of that dribble. Mm-hmm. You gotta understand it, man. So I know I said a lot, but I'm hoping you. Heard, I'm hoping you listen, and I'm hoping that scenario was 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 able was able to get to you. You know, and um, this is something that we will continue to do. We gonna come up with a name for our little section, but, like, each and every episode now, we're going to just try to come out and make sure we pick something that's intriguing, something we see, mm-hmm. something that's easily debatable, you know, that me and our partner can go back and forth about and make sure that we give you, you know, good knowledge about. But I think, you know, we accomplished that today with this first one. Absolutely. I think that was a, a gem. Low right. key not to pat my own stuff. I mean, I, 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 hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 nah, yeah, that,
0: that, that efficiency P- pb man, like. That's it right there because, I mean, especially, like, you listen to, you know, I'm pretty sure most of y'all, if not all of y'all, saw Kevin Durant on the EYBL talking to the EYBL players. And on several on several notions of those conversations, he mentioned efficiency, doing less to get more. You know, he was explaining to Cole Anthony, like, yeah, you, you jump out the building right now, but at the next level... It's not going to be that easy. How can you one dribble pull up or st- you know things of, of of that nature? Things in that scenario where you know he can use his ability to, to do less but get more, and that's what it's about. You know, like y'all got to stop doing so much, man. <laughs> all that I don't say how y'all not tired after all that dribbling anyway, but I mean that's, that's just me, man. But yeah, Coach Simmons wrap it up for y'all. We going we gonna create a, a separate segment. You know what I mean? Talk about different ways and and and. Uh, Opportunities for y'all to get better, understand the game better, and and make the game easier. Hopefully, um, but what's the next topic, man? We gonna let's go ahead and move on to that. Smash some Doritos. Yeah, Smash some Doritos. Prep school, man. Prep school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is this is a this is a great topic because it's it's a, it's a you know back and forth. You know what I'm saying like for for example, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw this out here. Prep school isn't for everybody. Um, I think, you know, a lot of kids think if they haven't gotten to a certain point in their high school basketball career, it's like, all right, this is an option. I'll just go prep. Um, that's a false notion. You, you, you're fooling yourself. And the reason I say that is because prep school ain't no joke, especially the ones that are naturally ranked, the ones that, that compete at the highest level in prep school, they not taking no trash. Um, it's just levels, too. Let's yeah. just say it's levels, too. It's levels. Um, so, uh, But for the ones who do have the opportunity, um, that opportunity can lead to so many more opportunities. Uh, but you you kind of can't get in your own way. Uh, and and what I mean by that is like, oh, you know, I don't want to do another year's school. I want to go to college right now. Like, if basketball is something that you are really serious about and you want to go as far as you can go, you want to create as many opportunities as possible for yourself to continue to play so you can play at the highest level, whether that's collegiate or whether that's professional. Um, that's kind of how I want to open it up to you. But, uh, and what you got to tell the people? Um, kind of just to piggyback
1: off you, man, I think the way we want to go with today is it's specifically pertaining to players that when you know you're on the bubble. Mm. What I mean by that is you have a offer already mm-hmm. or you have significant interest to the point where you and the head coach are texting and talking. Mm. Him and your high school coach are, him and your AAU coach are, him and your train, and him and your parents. You've taken visits. Mm-hmm. You may be, you may in between be in between D1, D2. Maybe in between D3, D2. You know, like we're talking to these type of guys. Now, one thing I want you to understand is is prep schools like anything else. So if we're going to educate you. they are gimmicks. Mm. There are prep schools out there that are just taking money. Right. You know, that they're playing the schedule. Guys from their program don't continuously, you know, make it to the next level. You know, so you have to understand for a lot of people in this situation, it's another financial burden. Yeah. So it's do, AAU times three. Do your research. Basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's AAU times three. But at the same time, for the players we talk about, there's some opportunities where, <clears throat> you know, uh it can be paid for, mm-hmm. um, depending on your ability. Right. Um, so for us now it's about all right, let me start with an example first. Thomas Allen, mm-hmm. Micah Caro. Before they left, before they graduated high school, we already knew these guys were Division I talents. Right? We knew they were Division I talents. Um, uh, we knew they were they had offers or commitments in high major conferences. Mm-hmm. But for them, prep school allowed them a year to get physically stronger and mentally tougher, which allowed them to become rotational players as freshmen. So instead of going to school and starting their clock and having to be in a year of his body's not ready. Right. You know, or mentally this that and the third. Now they play another year against national competition. You know what I'm saying? Every day that's way tougher than the high schools they came from. You know, and now it creates an opportunity for them where when they practice, they're practicing in front of 100 coaches. 50 coaches Mm -hmm. in different situations that's what i'm saying it's levels to prep school it's just like anything else just like it's levels to AU teams it's levels to high school it's levels to the prep schools so for those young men like now you got them at power five conferences you know one was able to play the ncaa tournament you know one was you know one was in a, a big time conference so now earlier on now as sophomores they're almost thrown into a role of for sure. They're starting right. or you know playing significant minutes, but now they have three years to really chase that dream of becoming a professional. You know, so um, for for the kids out here, what we really want you to start doing is is just really educating yourself on the whole process. All right, number one, we have to. You have to when we say that you have to. Like, what's your end game?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because basketball ultimately is a tool. So what's your end game? Where are you trying to go? Because even if you are trying to go, if you're holding out to go to a certain institution, going to prep school and going to a higher academic institution could help you as an adult yep. as well. You know what I'm saying? So we have to figure out what you want out of it, all right? And if it's uh, if success is what you want, not saying that you won't get success any other way, mm-hmm. but you really, you really or strong in your principles, your work ethic, like you, you have your vision, you know what you want to do, then don't be afraid to jump, man. Because it's a lot of positive stories that's man, man. coming from these prep school situations. And, and one I want to talk about specifically is Odie Aguilar. Um 6'8", 6'9", um, power forward. Um, graduated from Cardinal Gibbons. Um, had the pleasure of coaching in the last two years uh, for North Carolina Red Storm, 1700 team. Um, and he actually chose, um, situation came up, um, he actually chose to go to prep school at Woodstock Prep Academy. Mm-hmm. Now, before, before you continue, what did he have before he graduated? He had roughly around 20
0: offers. Division one offers. Anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, re- roughly around 21 to 22 division one offers. Um, one, like, one, the highest, I think, like, major conference, like, was the, West Coast Conference WCC so the conference that Gonzaga was in Portland University um, offered him but a lot of it was a lot of different schools Mm -hmm. Um, but at Odie's situation um, smart kid high academic um, uh, student and um, also is he believes in himself and he wants to give himself an opportunity to one day be a professional that was his dream you know, started playing basketball late, but he's blossoming. Um, and the thing about I think a prep school for Odie and the reason why, you know, I was all for him going is because he was raw, and I felt like because he wasn't specifically, you know, in certain situations where he could get everything he needed fundamentally as a big, mm-hmm. I feel like going to a, a nationally known prep school. And where now you actually get to practice with four or five guys, your actual height, your actual size, and now for for now for eight months, you're getting specific big man work every day. Like regardless for him, worst case scenario, he can just go to one of the schools that was already recruiting him because of course they would still be recruiting him. So at the end of the day, it's a it's a no brainer, a win win because this is a kid I knew that took everything seriously. Listen believes in the process, and that's what he's calling the card is he's a hard worker. Yeah. There's never a time where if you ask that kid, no matter who you are, to come in the gym and work out, when he leaves, his socks are going to be sweaty. <laughs> like, literally, he's going to have to take a shot. Like, you don't want this man to get in your car. <laughs> so, from what I know, if you have a kid that's going to work that hard, let's just try to find the best school that understands him and understands his position and understand how to use him. Let's give him an extra year to chase that because I know he's going to be the hardest working kid at the school. And if he's blessed to find that now, he's going to an institution for four years where that if he follows that same path for he'll four be, years, then he's going to have a chance to do what he ultimately wanted to do. And that's what it's about. God willing, if he's healthy.
0: Right. And I mean, like, that, you hit the nail on the head, man. And it's just like one of the things that you pointed out that I want everybody to start doing, man. Start betting on yourself. Now, that comes with the caveat. Don't bullshit and on yourself. Cause that that's crap. Like, don't don't do that. But if you know you putting in hours, you know you putting in the work, you know you doing the best that you can. Uh, you know, based on your resources and ability, bet on yourself. Nobody's gonna believe in you like you. And, and like, you know, what I'm saying, It kind of digresses from the main topic of prep school. But I just want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit. As far as the prep school stuff goes, man, like it ain't no joke. When you know what I mean, like, you know, those guys that tell you that Thomas Allens and the Mike Crows. They have 50 high major D1s at their practice at an open gym. You know, Woodstock Academy, same thing. And it changes your mindset. Yeah, like. And it, allow, it lets you know that basketball is a business. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, where's the only other place that that happens? AU. Right? That don't happen in high school no more. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, that, that, you know, for, for those of you who take it seriously and you think your clock is running out, but you have talent and. You work hard there's there's other opportunity don't limit yourself you know what i mean so i mean with that being said man i mean i think uh spotlight players are obviously Odie. you know what I mean? we can't we can't talk about him in a situation where i'm not talking about spotlight man but from an evaluated standpoint man like like coach shannon said hardest work in the gym uh challenges everything blocks a lot will dunk on you at, at any given moment still a little bit raw but again, he's working. You know, and what I mean? defensively he's special. He oh man, like where the game is going now, he's a big that can actually mm-hmm.
1: turn down the pick and roll. He can switch, he can check your point guard thirty feet away from the basket. That's fact. He can sit out in his stance and guard your point guard. He can he can move laterally with the best of them. Right now, his lateral movement is at a professional level, mm-hmm. and he's a rim protector and. Just with more understanding, more learning, and that work that and that work ethic that he has, like I wouldn't be surprised if we see him running on t v and people wondering why just because of the process mm-hmm. it's a hard working kid that's a smart kid you know who, who, who just goes about the game the right way and and was raised um in a family that preached work ethic and accountability you know, and with those two things it's easy to go um as far as you can, man so I mean. Um, speaking on that, since Odie's been at the prep school, first couple practices, he's received three more offers. So, um, mm. UMass um, and two other schools, um, if I'm not mistaken, I know for sure um, that I offer him. I think Corner Pack. and one more. Um, um, and one more, but um, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. And I mean, I just hope to see him do well because... When a kid works, you can't do nothing but respect that. That means he's going about his business like a man. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, whenever you go about something like that, you understand your priorities, good things are going to happen. So, Odie, you already know, boy. Boy. You feel me? Yes. Big Otis. Get it down. Red Storm had a security. You feel me? You know, we just want to apologize for the leather. He smacked off a few of those basketballs. And a couple of <laughs> brothers that he beat your stuff out of bounds. I, oh. fault, I left my dog up the chain. Get it out of here, Otis. Get it out of here.
0: Yo, that's it. We out. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for checking us out, man. This is one half of the Ram Report. Ray Mason. Masonette, just wanted to give y'all a quick reminder. Make sure y'all hit us up on social media. We on Instagram. We on Twitter. Uh, But also, make sure y'all give us that five-star rating, man. Uh, We would really appreciate that. Drop a comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Again, we do it for y'all, so we definitely want to make sure that interaction piece is there. So uh, go ahead and drop that comment rate. Give us that five-star rating. We out.